our love series, and uh, we're, we're just learning to love everybody, and we're going to learn to love two more people today, and, um, and then next week, we're going to talk about the power of vision. How many, how many likes to be able to see? Uh, but you know what? God wants you to be able to see more than just in the natural, more than just what's before you. Uh, God wants to give you direction. He wants to give you vision for your life, vision for your children, vision for your marriage, vision for your finances. He wants to give you visions of things to come. And so there, there's a powerful thing uh, to have vision. And we're going to talk about that next week. And uh, it's going to be good. We're going to close out our loving series today. We've learned to love other folks. Because the Bible says if you say you love God and you don't love your neighbor, you're a liar. Don't be a liar. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be a liar. Come on, you got to love me. You got to love me. Uh, we, we, we learned to love our children. Uh, we, we learned that if you love them, you spank them. You make them behave. You teach them right from wrong. You educate them. Come on, you, you, you give them all the good stuff. You teach them manners. Come on, you discipline them. And you love them, love them, love them. You never stop loving them. Amen? Come on, you, you, you're, the, you're, the, you're the engineer in the train. Let's get that thing on the right track. Somebody had a great revelation. And uh, they said, you know, I think, was it Gage? Well, you told me about the tracks. I can't remember who it was now. It was Ruth. Yes, it was. We had lunch today. It was Ruth. Thank you. And uh, she, she said, you know what? She said, a train, it don't just go where it wants to go. But the tracks have been laid out for it. Aren't you glad we have a God? Jesus came as our example. He laid down the tracks. He showed us how to live and how to act and how to treat others. And he showed us all of that. And if we'll just get on the track, we'll end up in the right direction. Amen? That was a great revelation. And so uh, stay on the track. Stay on track. We learn to love our spouse. Uh, That's harder than loving your kids, isn't it? For, for loving your husband, it's about the same. I didn't get no amens. I'm not saying husbands are childish. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. You loved them once, or you. Amy said you loved them once, or you wouldn't have any kids. That's right. Uh, so we talked about loving our spouse, and uh, so we're going to love others, we're going to love our spouse, we're going to love our children, and we're going to close out today about lo- talking about loving God. Loving God. We started out in Mark chapter number 12, uh, when we talked about loving others, and we're going to go back there, and we're going to look at four different things today on how we can love God. There, God there's a way God wants you to love Him. Uh, there's a way... Uh, and uh, it's the right way, it's a good way, and if you do it, it can transform your life because uh, it covers everything. So let's look at it again. Mark chapter 12, we're going to read verse 28 through number 31, and then let's just look at some things today. And one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, ask him. Now, just let me give you a little background uh, the scribes and Pharisees, uh, Sadducees, uh, what, what's the difference in those? Well, the Sadducees, uh, they didn't believe in the resurrection. Thus, they were sad, you see. 
Uh, the Pharisees, they believed in the resurrection. They believed in life after death. And uh, so they, they constantly were coming to him and trying to trick him. They were trying to a- ask him questions that would get him in trouble uh, with the church and with the leaders and with the, 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 the Romans. And they were just asking all kind of things. And so they, they had come and asked him these questions. But every time they asked him a question, not only did he know the answer, but he would ask them a question they usually couldn't answer. And it made them look dumb. And, uh, I mean, they, they, they just couldn't get him. Well, uh, they, he had been doing this. And so, uh, they, they just like, man, we got to get this guy. And so, finally, uh, one of them said, you know what? Uh, because, you know, all the laws. I mean, there are like 698 laws. And the, the, the Jews are constantly making up more. When we were in Israel uh, this last time, and we're going again in June, it's still open. You can go. We've got 11 people going with us, and uh, it's still time. Anyway, listen, they won't even, on the Sabbath, a Jew will not even mash the elevator button. They'll stand there at the elevator and wait on a Gentile to come along, because you're a heathen anyway. They don't care. And they'll wait till you mash the button and then they'll get on. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Law after law after law. And yet they couldn't keep any of them. They were constantly breaking them. But it was all about outward appearance. And Jesus came and started dealing with the heart. He started saying, listen, yeah, you're doing, you're doing all of this stuff and you're keeping these laws, but your heart is wicked. Your heart is far from me. And God's he started getting down to the nitty-gritty. And so they, they, they like to take each one and they like to boil all these laws down into to smaller chunks. And so they, they thought we can get him here. They said, okay, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus answered. And he's quoting from the law, from Moses. The first of all commandment is, Hear, O Israel... The Lord our God is one Lord. And they're like, oh yeah, I mean, we can get on board with that. I mean, that is the basis of monotheism. That's the basics of, 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 of religion. And it, oh yeah, there's one God and we need to, we need to love him. And so uh, they, they said, okay, we can get behind that. And then he said, and thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. All your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. If we could learn in 2019 to do these two things, the world would be a different place. If we look at all the stuff happening in the world, all the evil, all the craziness, everything that's happening in homes and families and marriages and in governments and and, and in in leadership and all that, if we could, it's a breakdown of these things. So how am I going to love God? When When I'm talking about God, I'm talking about God the Creator. I'm talking about the one when there was nothing but it was form and void. And God said, let there be light. And at his word, the darkness was shattered and light came on the scene. 
He separated the water from the land. He created all of the animals and the plants and the the birds in the air and the fish in the sea. And it was God who said, let us make man in our image. I'm talking about a God who took dirt and formed you and created you. Breathe the breath of life into you and you became a living soul. You are nothing without God. And then God caused man to fall into a deep sleep and he took a rib and he created woman. He gave man a helpmate. And he told them to be fruitful and to multiply and he gave them dominion. But he said, but don't do this one thing. And you know how long, you know how that went. We still have that same problem today. Everything you can do, everything. But if you walk by a sign that says wet paint, don't touch. You just have to see for yourself. Well, I guess it was wet. We're not good at following instructions. I want to teach you how to love. We've got, we got to love. We've got to love our families. We're coming up on 30 years of marriage. Uh, there, there was a man. Uh, he, he, they were asking, you know, who's been married the longest? And this guy had been married 60 years. And the preacher said, sir, I mean, you've got to give us some wisdom. I mean, how, how, how did you do that? And he said, well... He said, you know, you, 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 you love each other, you respect each other, you got to, it's give and take, it's, you know, all these things. And he said, well, what's the greatest thing that you ever did? He said, well, for my 50th anniversary, I took my wife to Beijing, China. I said, wow, that's awesome. He said, what are you going to do for your 60th? He said, I think I'm going to go back and pick her up. I'm talking about a God that loves us and will never leave us. He won't leave us to go on vacation because he can't put up with us anymore. I'm talking about a God that did not withhold his own son. When man sinned, when man was separated from God, when man could not get to heaven on his own and the, 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 the sacrifices, nothing was working because man was evil in his heart, God said, I've got to have a perfect sacrifice. And Jesus said, Father, I'll go. So when I talk about loving God today, I'm talking about Jesus too. I'm talking about our Savior. I'm talking about the one that left the splendors of heaven and glory. He came and lived as a man. He was born as a, you know, to, a, to a virgin. He lived, the Bible says, without sin. Tempted in every point like you and I. Yet without sin. Talking about laying down tracks. He showed us how to do it. And boy, don't we get off track a lot. But we keep coming back to what he showed us. I'm talking about a Savior that loved you so much that He stretched out His arms on a cross. He took stripes on His back for your healing. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes were healed. I'm talking about a Savior, amen, who did not open His mouth when His accusers gathered, but He just took all of our sin and shame on Himself. He died for us. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. 
when Jesus said, if I go away, there's another comforter that'll come and he will empower you. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell and filled believers and they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the Holy Spirit is still empowering and is still filling and is still leading and guiding and directing and comforting today. So today when I'm talking about loving God, I'm talking about loving all the Godhead. We're going to fall in love with Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to have a relationship with heaven. And how are we going to do it? Oh, we've got to understand and know for God so loved. Everybody say, so loved. He didn't little love. He big loved. Amen. He loved with all he had. God so loved the world that he gave. God is a giver. Everybody's afraid. I don't want to. If I become a Christian, it's all about what... He's going to take from it. He's going to take this. And now God's trying to get stuff to you. He wants to give you more than you could ever imagine. He just wants you to give Him your life. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. You don't want to perish, do you? We don't want to spend eternity in hell. I mean, there is a hell. There's a place the Bible says this burns with fire. There's a place the Bible says the worm never dies and the fires never quench. There's those, amen, that will stand before God and he'll have to say because of sin in their life, I never knew you. Depart from me. But it is not God's will. It is not God's plan. He did not create hell for you. He created hell for Satan and his demons that rebelled and then fell. But he, the devil is doing everything he can to take as many with him. But God has done everything He can do to save you. And if you go, you'll go to hell over His grace and over His mercy and over His love. It's not because you didn't know. It's because you chose. Because if you choose Jesus, He said you will have everlasting life. Why do we love Him? Because 1 John four nineteen says, We love Him because He first loved us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us when we were unlovable. He loved us when we failed. He loves us when we sin. He failed. He loves us when we act bad. He loves us when we run away as prodigals. And He's always looking for us to come home. His love never fails. He loved us first. It's time for us to return that love to Him. How do we love God? With all of our heart. Now I'm not talking about that organ that pumps blood. When we say Jesus come into my heart. He didn't come and live inside that and you know get pumped out through all your veins. What are we talking about when we say love God with all of our heart? We're talking about with all of our emotions. With all of our feelings. With all of our passions. Come on you have a heart. You hear people say they have a big heart. Why? Because they're, they're open, they're, they're loving, they're caring. Listen, there's a part of you. You are made up body, soul, and spirit. And there's a part of you, I mean, where your emotions are, where your feelings are. Come on, all of us have feelings. Some are good, some are not so good. We all have emotions. We're all emotional people. And most of the time, when we get born again... It's usually through our emotions. We hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
we, 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 we hear that we've sinned and because of sin we deserve death. He said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we realize, wow, I'm a sinner. And then he, we, we realize, well, what have I earned because of it? Well, the wages of sin is death. We're like, wow, man, if I die, the Bible talks about the second death being burning in hell for eternity. And we're like, yeah, I don't want that. But, but what's, what's, what's the other alternative? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we hear that and we get emotional. And some people, a tear will come to their eye. Some people, their, their heart is pricked and they feel conviction. And they feel guilty for the things that they've done. And they realize, I need a Savior. I'm no good on my own. I failed. I make mistakes. I've sinned. Because of sin, I'm going to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Through Jesus, I have eternal life. And if I confess my sins, He's faithful and just to forgive me. And we hear all of that and we get emotional. And we make an emotional decision. We come to the, the, to the altar and... We choose to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. We invite him into our emotions, into our our feelings, into our our, our, uh, uh, passions. What what, what are you passionate about? People get passionate about all kinds of stuff. You watch sports? Do those folks get passionate? You watch soccer? You watch the World Cup? And they're all blowing that little horn. They're passionate about that little horn. What's that thing called? It's called a horn. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a, sounds like a billion bumblebees all over the state. They're passionate about that. And they're showing their passion. People get passionate about ice cream. Anybody passionate about ice cream? Woo! Anybody passionate about steaks and hamburgers? I'm getting more passionate about it the longer I talk about it. Come on, we get passionate about things. You get anybody passionate about the grandkids? Oh, you love your grandkids, don't you? Grandkids are the the reward of not killing your own kids. We learn. We, we, we learned about loving our kids and get them grandkids. You get passionate about them. You want to go see them. You got pictures of them. And you just, you get passionate. But you know, God wants us to be passionate about Him. Passionate about what He's done in our life. So when God said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. He said, love Him with all of your emotions. Be emotional, but give Him your emotions. There's good emotions or bad emotions. We need to give them all to Him. Let Him change our emotions. Let, let's use our emotions for God. Let's use our feelings. Come on, let's, the Bible says we got to feel after God. You ever been in the dark and you're feeling? I tell you, the worst way to feel in the dark is with your little toe. You ever done that? That's no good. I, I want to feel with my hands because you, you feel with that toe, it'll get you every time. We gotta follow God with our feelings. Come on, give it. Come on, get a, get a, get a, get to feeling good. And I tell you, the more you give God your feelings, the better you'll feel. The more you allow God to work in your feelings, the better you can help others. Get, 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 get passionate about God. Come on, love Him with all your heart. Somebody say, I love the Lord with all my heart. Amen. And He said, love Him with all of your soul. What's that mean? That means you, you love the Lord like this. Got some soul, brother. No, that's a, different, that's, that's a different kind of soul. That's not what we're talking about. It's different. 
Listen, he said, with all of your soul. What is that? That is your spirit. It's your life. It's your lifestyle. It's your perspective. The soul of man. It's who you are. You see, this body is going to die. This body is flesh and bone. It's going to rot. It's going to decay. It's going to fall off the bone. But the soul of man never dies. It's the soul and the spirit that spend eternity with God. We'll have a glorified body. It's going to be perfect. Isn't that, good? Isn't that going to be good? And, 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 and you can eat all the foods you want, and that glorified body will never gain a pound. It'll just be perfect. Won't that be good? Yeah. You, you know, there, there, there's no diets in heaven. No exercise in heaven. Hallelujah. I'm not going to have to run up and down the streets of gold to stay healthy. We're we're just going to, it's going to be perfect. We're going to, our soul is going to live with ever. We're going to have a glorified body. Remember Jesus? He died on the cross, resurrected, and then they recognized him. They saw him, but he could like walk through walls. He could appear and disappear. That's a glorified body. He still ate with them. He still talked. They touched him. They could feel him. Oh, that glorified body is going to be good. But it's still going to have your soul and your spirit in it. It's you. It's who you are. It's not this flesh and blood. That's why the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not this that causes the problem. It's what's inside. The Bible says, you know, see, the Jews, they were so worried about what they ate and what they touched and how they washed their hands. And Jesus said, wait a minute, it, it's not what you goes in a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of him that defiles him. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the emotions, out of the abundance of your feelings, out of the abundance of your perspective, of your passions, of your life, out of the abundance of who you are, that's what tells you where you're at if you're good or bad if you need work love him with all of our soul with our with our spirit i mean the bible says that god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth you got to worship on a deeper level than just with your mouth you get in his presence and you allow his spirit the bible says deep crieth unto deep it's the spirit of god speaking into your spirit amen who you are what he has for you what he wants to do for you where he wants to take you Amen. it's not nothing that you're here he that hath an ear let him hear it's not necessarily just these ears amen but it's the ears of your spirit that's why the Bible, the song says open the eyes of my heart lord Because you need to be able to see more than just with these. You've got to see with your emotions and your feelings and your passions and your spirit. And you've got to love God with your life. And with your lifestyle. If your life is not pleasing to God, we allow Him to change it. If your lifestyle is not pleasing to God, we allow Him to change it. If our feelings are not pleasing to God... We change them. If our emotions, all, all the things, who we are. I mean, when we realize, we, we, we weigh who we are against the Word of God and who He is. And that's why He came to change us. And to make us into His image. Because when man failed and sin came in, the Bible says we're all formed and shapen in iniquity. And we all have the flesh. 
we all got the works of darkness in us. Lying, cheating, stealing, cussing, fussing, messing, running around, being crazy. All of that stuff is in us. And when the Holy Spirit comes in us, He begins to grow and He begins to take over and He begins to push all of that out. And if you walk in the Spirit, you'll be led by the Spirit and you'll do what the Spirit wants. But if you operate and walk in the flesh, you're going to do the wrong thing every time. Let somebody say something to you. Let somebody say something about your kids or your grandkids. And you see what emotion rises up in you. And you go, is that Jesus or the devil? And I'm like, oh, that's the devil. Because they, they, You ever see somebody act like the devil, but you thought they were a Christian? Well, they are. But they're just allowing the flesh to operate. We all have flesh. And until we get to heaven and we're in our glorified body and we're made perfect, until then, we're going to make mistakes. And we're going to fail and we're going to sin. But we've got to keep coming back and saying, Lord, change my life. Lord, change my emotions. Lord, change my feelings. Those are wrong feelings. I should be having those feelings. Lord, help me love that person. Help me. And Lord, help my passion. I'm passionate about that. I don't need to be. I need to be passionate about this. And so the Lord, he's changing us. And he's changing our perspective. There's a lot of folks that think a lot of things that are wrong. Their perspective is wrong. We need to allow our perspective, the way we see things. Amen. Do not let the world uh, shape your view. Do not let the, the devil, the flesh, all social media. Listen, let your views of God and God's house and God's people and the life you should live come from God's word. God will take told you how to live and how to treat people and how to love people and how to act. Listen, you've got to let your perspective be changed by the Word of God. How do I do that, Pastor? You love the Lord with all of your soul. Now, there's a little key word that I need to talk about for 30 seconds. And he says it on all three of them. It's a three-letter word. It's called all. See, we love the Lord with part of our heart, with some of our soul, with a little bit of our mind and some of our strength. But God wants all of us. All of us. And so until you have given Him all, you still have work to do. Don't stop coming to church yet. Don't stop praying yet. Don't stop reading your Bible yet. Don't listen. Until you're all. And once you get to where you think you're all, that's just when you're getting started. <laughs> Down here, we're never going to reach that perfection of all, but we're constantly working toward it. So I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my heart, emotions, feeling, passions, with all of my soul, my spirit, my life, my lifestyle, my perspective, and with all of my mind. Everybody just reach up and kind of rub your temples a little bit. There's a lot of junk goes on in here, doesn't it? Most of the battles in life are fought right here. 99% of the things people fear never come to pass. The Bible talks about a vain, vain uh, imagination. The devil's good at putting thoughts in your mind about who you are and who God is and who others are and what they're saying about you. You're across the room and you look over there. The devil says, they're talking about you. That's a lie. But you'll go home offended 
And it wasn't true. The devil is a liar. And he'll get in your mind. And then he'll get in your emotions. And then he'll get in your spirit. Make you bitter. And ugly. And it was all a lie. Even if it's true. We've got to learn to love and forgive. And not let it get into our spirit. All of our mind. Our intellect. Our decisions. You know, there's so many times people say, well, I'm so sorry. I just said that before I thought. Hey, nothing comes out of your mouth. Doesn't go through your brain first. It has to travel that way. Here's the deal. You thought it before you said it. You just didn't care. You want to say it anyway. You intended on saying it. You intended on acting that way. You knew you shouldn't, but you didn't stop here and say, should I or should I not? You haven't taught yourself, you haven't trained yourself to weigh the decisions here. Is that right? Is that wrong? Is, 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 is that going to have a good result or a bad result? Is that going to offend or is that going to bless? Is, now, it goes through your mind, but you just blurt it out and think about it later. And go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to tell you, I can save you a lifetime of hurt if you allow your thoughts to stay a little longer in here before they come here. I promise you'll say at least half of what you were planning on. Huh? Yeah. Don't be like that lady on the telephone. They was gossiping. And she said, well, I got to go because I've already told you more than I heard. Listen, people just make stuff up. Stuff just come all out. Listen, we need instead of doing twice, we need to learn to speak half. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. We need to learn to work our intellect, our, our mind. You need, to, you need to study God's Word. You need to learn. Come on, if you want to mind after Christ, if you want to learn to be a good Christian, if you want to learn anything, come on, how, what do we do? Now, used to, we had to go... Anybody ever been to the library? I went to John Tyler. I went to the library. And so at the library, I learned... I did. And I I went to the library, and I went to the card catalog. I'm trying to teach these kids... About the card catalog. Y'all don't know nothing about the card catalog. And you pull out the... you, You went to your letters... And you pulled it out and then you went through and you saw what aisle and what section and the numbers. And then you went and you found the thing. And then you went and, and after all else failed, you went and asked the librarian. Because the Dewey Decimal System, and you could, because you couldn't find it. That's a big place. And then, and then you got a book and then you, 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 you read it and you learned, whatever. No, now, what do you do? You Google it. And if you don't know, it don't matter what you don't know, you just Google it. But here's the problem. Everybody that inputted Google, put the information in, put what they thought. So it's not all just exactly, you you need something, especially, what's that other one that's so, uh, Wikipedia, that one's, that'll get you in trouble. 
Uh, you can get all kind of crazy answers there. I trust Google better. But uh, you can Google anything. I, I, I Google a, what I say? Listen, I say stuff wrong all the time. She'll fix it when I get home. Uh, so, my son, I, I would have never thought of doing this, ever. But Jacob, he needs to fix something on his truck. He needs to do something. He'll just Google it and then go do it. YouTube it. Me, I YouTube it, Google it, take it to the shop. Because I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Listen, but there's a lot of information out there. But guess what? We still have the Word of God. And you need, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. Listen, I'm all about Googling. Google, come on, you need to be a good husband, be a good parent. Learn all the techniques you can about all of it. But you still I mean, you get to get your foundation out of the Word of God. That tells us exactly who we are, who we were, who God wants us to be. It gives us the foundations for life. And I'm telling you, we need to still live by the Ten Commandments. Teach your kids the Ten Commandments. If I meet your kid somewhere, if your child comes to my house, I want them to have been taught, Thou shall not steal. Because I've lost a lot of stuff. To people who didn't teach them that. Or they taught them they just didn't care. We've lost a lot of stuff. Because people don't get the word of God in their heart. And that's why people kill. That's why they lie. That's why they cheat. It's because somebody didn't instill within them. In their mind there is right and there is wrong. And there's consequences. And you know put a desire in their heart to do right. How many wants to do right? Man, I want to do right. Come on, do right. With all of our mind, with our decisions. Now, I know y'all have never done this, but in my 51 years, I've made a few bad decisions. But I want to learn to love the Lord God with all my decisions. And that's why the Bible says that we don't need to do anything fast and quick. And that when you have a decision to make. And I tell you this all the time. Never make a decision when you're angry. When you're hungry. Huh? Or when you're sleepy. Listen. You'll make the wrong decision. When you're tired, you don't make good decisions. When you're... This guy told me the other day. We taught the Winter Mobiles in Tyler. Anybody see the Winter Mobile? It was here. Oscar Mayer Winter. And uh, this guy told me, he said, I saw that Wintermobile out in Odessa somewhere. He said, I've been traveling for many, many hours. He said, I saw that came thing coming down the road. I thought I was seeing things. <laughs> Listen, when you're tired, you start seeing the Wintermobile, it's time to stop. But it was really there. And uh, no, when you get tired, you make bad decisions. When you're mad, you'll really make bad decisions. People have walked off of jobs. People have left marriages. People have ended friendships because they were mad. And then they get over here and they get okay. But they already said stuff they shouldn't have said. They did stuff they shouldn't have done. And now then things are wrecked. Don't make decisions when you're mad. And when you're hungry, don't go shopping to the grocery store when you're hungry. You'll spend twice as much money. Before you go to the store, eat all you can. Get full, you'll walk around and go, no, no, no. 
If you go hungry, you go down the Little Debbie aisle. It's like snack cakes, rolls, this. I mean, I get all the Little Debbies. When you're hungry, because you just make bad decisions. So we need to love God with all of our mind, with all of our decisions. And when we make bad decisions, we repent. Amen? And number four, with all of our strength. What strength am I talking about? All of our being, our power, our abilities, our vigor, with with all of... Everything we are, with all of our strength. It's not just your physical, how much, well, you know what, I can lift this much, and so I can, I can love God this much. No, 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 no. Listen, I know, I know little ladies that have more spiritual strength than big old bodybuilders. I'm talking about loving God with all of your being. Loving God from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Being soul in love with Jesus. Amen. The Bible says pray without ceasing. How can I do that? I can't walk around praying all the time. No. But it's, a, it's an attitude. It's a spirit of prayer. And when you love Jesus so much, do you love your spouse so much that they're on your mind all the time? You love your kids so much that you think about them all the time and make sure you're, you're thinking about them, praying about them, and want them to be okay. And, you know, they're just, they're, they're not always there, but... The, they're not far from you. How many knows what I'm talking about? Oh, but there's people who never have a thought about God. They never have a thought about Jesus. They never have a thought about the Holy Spirit. They, they, they go all through their life, and it's all about me and what I want. And, 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 and they never think about others, and they never think about people, and they never think about God. But God wants us, amen, as His children, amen, to be God-conscious, amen, to every day love Him with all that we are, amen, from our heart to our soul to our spirit to our mind, amen, to just love God with everything we have from head to toe, and we have a God consciousness that when we when something comes up instead of getting I mean the first thing we do is say Lord help me make the right decision when all of a sudden our flesh wants to act up our spirit is stronger because here's the deal it's like two dogs what do you think would happen if you had two dogs and you fed one more than the other one when they got in a fight who do you think would win Yeah, the stronger one, the one you fed more, the one that had more strength, more energy, the more. See, that's the way our flesh and spirit are. If you starve your spirit, if you only feed your spirit once a week on Sunday, a a little, a little nibble, and, and then the whole rest of the week, you don't pray, don't read your Bible, you don't, you don't seek the Lord, you don't talk to him. Your spirit is sweet, but I'm telling you, your flesh is getting fed out there every moment you're watching TV, the whole time you're on Facebook, the whole time, I mean, you're at work, your flesh is being fed. And all of a sudden something happens and yeah, it's no wonder that you fly off the handle and you act ugly. And then you feel, listen, we've got to feed our spirit more. If you love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, your spiritual strength will become stronger and you'll sin less. That's pretty much, Pastor, that's pretty much my New Year's resolution every year. I want to sin less this year than I did last year. Oh, y'all don't? So that means y'all want to sin more? No, that should all be, it should be our goal every day. Lord, I want to, I want to, say, I want to say less offensive things today. I, I, I want to be sweeter today. Lord, I want to be kinder today. Lord, I want to be more generous today. Every day we should be growing and working and 
getting better. Because I promise you, you'll never stay the same. You're either going to get better or worse. There's one more person that we've got to learn to love. So we, we, we've loved God. We love others. We love our spouse. We love our children. But there's one more person that's very important that you need to learn to love. This person probably gets the least attention from you because you're more focused on the spouse and the kids and God, hopefully. Or... But that very important part of that scripture right there says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. I want to talk to you just a moment as we close about loving yourself. You're important. How do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? When you look in the mirror, what are your thoughts about yourself? Are you critical about yourself? Are you judgmental about yourself? Do you put yourself down in your thoughts and in your words? What is your mind saying about you today? I want you to get a revelation of you through God's eyes. David said, I was formed in the dark parts. He said, in your mother's womb, I formed you, I called you, I knew you by name. He counts the hairs on your head every day. He said, you're the apple of his eye. There's nothing that happens to you that he doesn't see it. He loved you so much that he chose to leave heaven so you could go to heaven he, you're unique you have a fingerprint that only you have he put abilities and talents and gifts and direction and he gave you the color hair and the color eyes and the color skin and your height and your shape and everything was uniquely created by God. And it is perfect. It is beautiful. That's God's view of you. The devil's view is you're scarred. You're blemished. You're a failure. You see, when Adam and Eve were in the garden... We talked about this a few weeks ago. They were naked and unashamed. Because all they saw, they were covered in the glory of God. But the moment the glory of God lifted off of them because of sin, the Bible says they saw their nakedness and they were ashamed. And they tried to cover themselves. And ever since, people, it's in our emotions to cover 
our flaws and to cover our... Because if people see the real me, they won't love me. If they see who, what I'm really thinking, if they see how I really feel, and so therefore we don't tell people. We put on a facade, we put on a mask, we come to church and we act one way, but we're feeling a total different way. Can I tell you this morning, God sees and knows the real you and He loves you. You need to love yourself. How can you love God? How can you love others? How can you love your children? How can you love your spouse when you hate yourself? But we are so emotionally messed up and scarred because of things people said and parents said and spouses have said and exes have said and children have said and all this and we carry all of this stuff and now then we tell ourselves the lies that they said about us they we 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 tell ourselves the lies the devil tells about us how many knows the devil's a liar the bible says he's a liar the truth's not in him father of all lies So when you look in the mirror and he says, you're no good, you need to just shout, thank God I'm good. Because he's a liar. Everything he says is the opposite. When you look in the mirror and say, man, that's, that's a mess. Oh, it's a blessed mess. Amen. Oh, come on, listen. All of us, we, we can work on ourselves. If you've got an issue... Get a tissue. I I don't know. (laughs) That's what I did. I had an issue of a runny nose. So I got a tissue. Listen, we can work on ourselves. Isn't it easier to work on other people? Because you can see them. Oh, it's hard to see yourself. I can tell you everything wrong with everybody in this room. But there ain't nothing wrong with me. What we need to do is all of a sudden, if we'll begin to look in the mirror of God's Word. Don't look in the mirror of the world. Don't look in the mirror of Facebook. Don't look at the mirror of TV. Don't look at the mirror of the magazine. Look in the mirror of God's Word and let God say who you are. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm His child. I'm created. I'm loved. I'm beautiful. I'm saved. And I'm on my way to heaven. I am a child of the Most High God. That's who I am. And I love me. Somebody say, I love me. It's okay to love you. It's okay. Now don't love yourself all the way till you get all self-centered and egotistical. And No. But have some self-worth. Know who you are in Christ. Know that you are loved. Love God. Work on yourself. If you need help, get help. 
If you need to go see a counselor, get, figure out those emotions and those feelings and that past, do it. If you got troubles, you go, you go to the hospital. Chris said, if you're bleeding, go to the emergency room. If you have addictions and habits, come on, get in a rehab somewhere. Come on, get in the altar. Come on, pray through, repent. If you've got sin in your life, repent and confess it. Come on, make yourself better. Don't die, amen, in your sin. Don't be destroyed in your junk. Get help. Change yourself. You want to lose some weight? Go to the gym. Watch everybody work out. I like to I like to go to the gym. They have, at our gym, they have a big bucket of Tootsie Rolls. I like to go sit there and eat Tootsie Rolls and watch folks work out. And then I wonder why I'm not losing no weight. I don't know. No, go go do what you got to do. Go for a walk. Go come on. If you're tired and weary. Take a nap. Go on vacation. If your marriage is in trouble, come on. Come on, get some help. Read some book. Google it. Come on. Come on. Google date nights. How to be romantic. Come on. It'll teach you. And then do it. Come on. Learn to be a better husband. Learn to be a better father. Learn to be a better, I want to be a better pastor. So I'm going to go home and Google it. How to be a better pastor. (laughs) You're not perfect. Come on, somebody say, I'm not perfect. But I can get better. Come on, you got two choices. Here's your two choices. You can get bitter or you can get better. I choose to get better. 